What's up? You're listening to yet another team preview leading up to the 2021 WNBA season. Uh, you're listening to WNBA Nation. I'm hosting today. I'm Logan Jones. And with me is a couple co-hosts. It's the first time we've been able to, to kind of triple up on one of these previews, which I'm excited about. We're doing the Phoenix Mercury today. X-Factor, I know you're tuning in. Twitch stream chat, I know several of you are excited about this one in particular. But I'm not going to go any further without first introducing my co-host first. Kyle Haywood is with us. Kyle, what's going on? Oh, you know, just, uh, just chilling with my, with my two best friends on, uh, like a day after I moved into my new house. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how the audio sounds in this new setup. So if it sounds a little bit off or a little bit different, I apologize. I'm, I'm working on, I haven't even got anything up in the room yet. So if it's echoey, I apologize, but <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm great. I'm super stoked to be on talking about the Merc. I've always got good stuff to say about the Merc. So I've got mad love for Phoenix, but yeah, I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Both, both my co-hosts today, uh, bought new houses to optimize their WNBA <laughs> viewing experiences. <laughs> uh, they, they, they upgraded in the, in the off season just for, uh, I'm assuming you guys are both going to fully outfit your TV rooms with WNBA, uh, like, you know, those big posters and like multiple TVs. That's what I assume people do when they buy houses. Legit, uh, legitimately. <laughs> yeah. Like it will, it actually is happening. So yes. <laughs> yeah, just, just fat heads all over the wall. Fat heads of all the, all the players. <laughs> that's fat heads. The, that's what the brand I was looking for. Uh, also, yeah, Jason Snow. Jason is with us. He is buying a house in Dallas, which we mentioned in a past episode, just kind of offhandedly, but he's with us now. Jason, what's going on? I, yeah, I'm not much is going on. I, I mean, I guess that's not true. We just bought a house. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, I'm still at the old place, but in a few weeks, I'll be set up in the new place. Uh, small town outside of, uh, Fort Worth. We, we're excited about it. Uh, and what I'm most excited about is going to like every single Dallas game, assuming they're selling tickets because I still haven't heard, uh, ticket plans come out. But yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Logan? Wings fans gaining another, uh, man, I'm doing good. I'm going to have to be a Wings fan because you're going to be sending us picks from Wings games. I like their jerseys. And if I can talk you guys into it, you'll be coming down for Wings games, but. We'll, oh, we'll get yeah. to we'll get to this year's iteration of the WNBA road trip at some point in our show planning. Absolutely, would not hate that, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on today. We're gonna, as I, I always do, I kind of like laying the. I'll give you guys the secrets. We're gonna record a couple previews today, so you're gonna have more team previews coming at you, um, kind of fast and furiously these last couple of days before the season starts, so that we get them all out in time. But I'm so excited to be getting into like this tier of teams. Yes. Uh, because there's so much good history. There's so many good players. Uh, our returning player list just keep getting more and more full of like multi-time all-stars. So we're just going to dive directly into the Phoenix Mercury. We're going to have like little polka music in the background there. <laughs> just be like, yeah, it's time for the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, the story so far with the Mercury, their 2020 bubble wobble season. Uh, ended with them going 13 and nine, uh, for kind of their standard hovering around 500, pretty good team, definitely going to the playoffs type selves. That's just who the Mercury are. Uh, if you're new to the league, coach Sandy Brondello has been coaching this group since 2014 when she promptly won a title with, 
the Mercury over Chicago in a 3-0 sweep. Uh, that was the Mercury's third WNBA championship in franchise history. Since then, they haven't, uh, they haven't been back to the top of the mountain. However, they have gone deep in the playoffs, uh, just about every year since 2014. They lost in the first round in 2019 to Chicago. Um, but last year, they beat out Washington. Uh, the Mystics, if you recall, went on that four game winning streak right at the end of the year to make the playoffs. Phoenix ushered them right out and then lost in the second round in single elimination to Minnesota. So, uh, first I'll go to Jason. What's your, what's just kind of your in- initial impression of the 2020 Wubble Mercury? The Mercury in 2020 to me felt like a team that, um, they did well enough, but honestly, I felt like they underperformed what their potential was. And obviously the wobble made that hard on teams and stuff. Um, I thought I had them going higher last year. Um, and honestly, I, I think they could this year. So I don't want to spoil too much of my future takes, but, um, they did well, but I, I, I don't know that I, I felt like they did what they were capable of last year. Is that kind of how you're feeling too, uh, Kyle? I know you're always high on the Mercury when we do our preseason episode. A little bit. I feel like the the trio of Tarasi, Skydig, and Griner should have been able to do a little bit more considering how many players were not playing last year. I think that if you've got those three, you should have been probably finishing a little bit higher. So I was slightly underwhelmed. I wasn't overly disappointed. I mean... They were two games out of third place. And so it's not like they were, mm-hmm. you know, terrible at all. But yeah, I felt a little, uh, a little disappointed in, in what we saw from Phoenix. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of see where that leads us, uh, heading into, heading into this season. Yeah. I think the most key thing with this Phoenix Mercury group is they kind of know who they are at their core. They've had the same right. couple players together for a long time and they've had a lot of success with those players. Uh, which means my, my key departures and acquisition segment is kind of, kind of lacking, uh, here <laughs> compared to other team previews. But, uh, really the only departure is a lot of high picks, uh, that they traded to New York, uh, for players to be <laughs> named momentarily. And they did trade, uh, they dealt Yvonne Turner. Um, that's, if, if I'm missing anybody else, let me know. But otherwise the roster mostly intact from, from what we saw in the wobble. Uh, however, key acquisitions, those picks netted them. An all-star in, uh, in Kia Nurse, as well as Megan Walker. Kia Nurse, uh, been in the league three years. She was drafted in 2018. She was an all-star in 2019. She averaged almost 14 points a game. Uh, and she started every game for the Liberty in that year. And then in the Wubble season, started just about every game for the Liberty. Uh, points per game came down a little bit, but otherwise still the player that she was kind of known to be had some shooting struggles, didn't shoot a great percentage from the floor last year. Uh, but I don't know if we want to hold the, the weird level season against someone who's already proven themselves to be pretty good. Um, how are you guys feeling about picking up Kia Nurse as kind of a young gun to add to this uh, more seasoned core, we'll call them? I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll toss it to Kyle first. I'm really, really excited about Kia Nurse. Uh, I think that she had a little bit of a slump last year and in that slump still averaged over 12 points a game. Um, I felt like, you know, she underperformed, Phoenix underperformed, but I mean, if anybody was paying attention the last couple of days, she has performed very well in the preseason for Phoenix so far. I think she just dropped 26. So if Kia Nurse is going to be like maybe your top scorer and your next three are Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, and Skylar Diggins Smith, you're going to be in a pretty good position. I'm just saying, like, this is, 
this was a big acquisition. I know a lot of people are really stoked on, you know, things like, uh, Natasha Howard to New York and Candace Parker to, uh, to Chicago. Kian Nurse coming to Phoenix, I think really could be a huge acquisition because it adds one more threat out on the floor to a team where you already have to account for three major players. And so I think it's going to open things up a lot for Kia Nurse. Um, at the, when she was playing with the Liberty, she was kind of, she was kind of it on the perimeter. Um, you know, she, all, everything seemed to have to go through her. And so teams really could double down and, and focus in on, on her. I think she's going to have the game and o- open up a lot more for her. Uh, as teams have to account for the other uh, players that the Mercury have. So I'm really excited for what we're going to see from Kia Nurse in 2021. Now, Jason, any any words on kind of the acquisition of Kia Nurse or Megan Walker, who, who I know hasn't shown a lot yet in the league, but was drafted in 2020, kind of a weird year to try to come in and make an impact. Um, she was with the Liberty that year playing 11 minutes a game in in a wobble where nothing was normal. Um, anything that Phoenix should expect from either of those two? Yeah, I line up pretty well with Kyle regarding uh, uh, Kia Nurse. I think what he said was spot on. She had to carry the weight of New York after UNESCO's injury, and I don't know that her her underwhelming statistics from last season is the result of her underperforming as much as it is when you're the only person that the defense has to focus on. It's pretty easy for pretty much any defense to to at least shut you know shut you down or at least keep you pretty quiet. I think she's going to really blossom here. Obviously, she's already an all-star. It's not like she's an undiscovered player. But when she has that pressure taken off of her and she's able to be used as that, you know, hey, they're really crunching down on Diana Taurasi. Let's kick it out to her and get a perimeter shot. And, like, I, I really think that she's going to flourish in that in that role. And I, I think that's going to be a big thing. That's she, she adding her into their offensive routine is one of the main reasons I'm excited about it. Uh, Megan Walker, I don't feel like I have a good understanding of who she's going to be in the league. And so that one for me is kind of a, we have to watch it take, we, we have to watch that unfold over the next year or two and, and really figure out, you know, you, you kind of talk about that third year bump, but I could see her being a big deal. I could also see her, her, her kind of, you know, being a, a good support player and, and just kind of taking that role too. So yeah, Megan Walker's one that so far has, has felt really underwhelming in the league. But again, that was in 2020. That's who knows. Uh, we might see that that's kind of all Walker is. Un- unfortunately, we also might see her take a huge step forward. Um, you know, in a organization where a lot of pressure is taken off of her and she can just come in and, and be who she needs to be. I think ner- adding nurse to this team is one of the most underrated storylines of the off season. Yes. Uh, because the, we're going to find out what the kind of what the truth with her is this season. Uh, she's been in, I, I'm a big fan of the third year breakout, but it's really hard to, to do that when you were an all-star in your sophomore season. Mm-hmm. And then your third year is played with COVID protocols and in like Bradenton, Florida the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really holding that against her. She also tried to, uh, I mean, she shot really poorly last year and I don't think that's who she is. Um, she shot 27% from the floor and she started attempting more threes, which just isn't her game. Yeah. So I feel like some of that was just a, it's a shooting slump. She's not that experienced in the league yet. B, she started trying to do things that weren't her game. She started trying to stretch the floor as a guard and it just didn't work out. So I think if Phoenix utilizes her correctly, this is like the 2019 all-star edition Kia nurse. Um, and, I, and I think that's closer to the truth than kind of her slump year that I'm not going to hold against. Or really anybody. I, I, you know, 
across all sports. Anybody that played bad in 2020, you almost have to just chuck it out. Yeah. So it's true. <laughs> so we can consider this kind of a, a reinvention for Nurse. Um, but obviously the heavy hitters are going to be the main story for the Phoenix Mercury. You've got tons of returning players with experience. Uh, Kia Vaughn's there for a veteran presence. Bria Hartley, she's been mentioned on the show plenty of times before. Skylar Diggins-Smith, uh, their acquisition from a couple years ago is there. But the big ones, I mean, Skylar Diggins-Smith is a big one. She's been, I mean, she's legit. Um, but the big ones are are the names that you probably know if you know even a little bit about the WNBA. First, you've got Brittany Griner. Uh, <laughs> Griner's a six-time All-Star. Uh, the only year she wasn't was in the Wubble last year where she had some... She just... We were we never really got the whole story with what was going on with Griner in the in the Wubble. There was like rumors that she was causing all kinds of team discord, but she's still on the team and it's starting to look like those were kind of made up. And then the only other year she wasn't an all-star was an Olympic year. So yeah. since she's been in the league, she has routinely been one of the league's best, uh, one of the most imposing players on the inside, especially when she wants to be. Feels like the desire isn't always there. I think that's fair to say. Um, but when, when the Phoenix Mercury rolling, a lot of it has to do with, uh, her desire to be a monster on both ends of the floor. And then you have legitimately one of the greatest of all time to play in the league, Diana Tarazi. I don't even know how to introduce Diana Tarazi to you if you've never heard of her <laughs> before, aside from like, <laughs> she's, she's done everything. She's won everything. And this, I don't even know how to, it's just what her 17th year in the league. She's, I mean, she's just unreal. We've, we've been up, up close and personal with Diana Tarazi before, and it's the most intimidating I, I think I've ever, <laughs> like, it's, it's the most intimidated I've been in the presence of another athlete, maybe ever. Uh, I don't know if, if Kyle, if you share that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. When, when we arrived in Phoenix and saw her just draining three after three, just, it's one of those where we weren't super into the league, and yet there's certain people who command, attention when you are in their presence and there's just Diana Taurasi just exudes excellence. Um, yeah, absolutely. As far as, as far as Diana Taurasi goes, it's one of those, even people who don't know anything about women's basketball, you show them a picture of Diana Taurasi. They know who it is, right? Like they're like, Oh yeah. Like that's Taurasi. Like she's kind of, you know, everything women's basketball. There's arguments that she's the inspiration for the logo of the league. There's, you know, she's the all time leading scorer. She, she has been such a, a major face of the league for, for so long. And, uh, yeah, like there's just, there's just not much that you could say, uh, to actually build up Diana Taurasi more than just literally just watch her play basketball at the age of 38 and absolutely wreck everyone on the court. Yeah. 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 Jason, anything to add on that? Yeah. I was trying to think because obviously we're gearing this episode towards people who are maybe discovering the league, want to find a team to be a fan of. So I'm like, if you really knew nothing about the league, how would I describe Diana Taurasi? And she's the player that like when, when she's playing your team, your team has a two point lead and the other team inbounds the ball with like two seconds left and they get it to her. You go, Oh, son of a, like, that's, she's the player. Like, you don't even <laughs> yeah. have to watch the play. You know that shot's going in and you're pissed before she even takes it. Um, that's her. She's, <laughs> she's lethal. She's just a, a, a phenomenal take, talent, but like, that's, that's who she is. Like, if you, if you want to know who she is, she's that player. She's the player that when she gets the ball and it counts, 
that sucker's going in. Yeah, one of the coolest uh, things we've seen since we started this podcast a couple years ago is she put her undefeated in elimination games in the playoffs record uh, on the line against old teammate and friend Sue Bird in one of the greatest playoff games we've ever watched. Oh. Uh, up, up until that point, she and the Mercury were 13-0 and in, in elimination games. <laughs> That's nuts. That's all you need to know <laughs> about Diane Trezzi. I, I still I still have gone back and rewatched that game a couple times. Like you can go yeah. and find it. Um if you have League Pass, you can go back, I believe, and actually watch it. Uh I haven't looked checked on League Pass lately, but I've watched it within the last four months. I've watched well, I watched the fourth quarter, I'll say that. Oh my gosh. It's absolutely yeah. bonkers. It, it was one of those games that was getting so hyped up, and I was like, "Oh man, I hope this lives up to the billing." And then it even exceeded the billing. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I've actually I, I've seen a lot of well-meaning uh, Twitter accounts kind of ask like, "Like, who's her NBA comp?" Mm-hmm. Um, not not in like a like a misogynist way, but just like who like I'm new to the league, like who is she? And I've seen <laughs> everything from like she's LeBron, she's Kobe, she's, she's LeBron, Durant. Kobe, and Michael combined into one. <laughs> like that's, that's literally it. Yeah, like the only answer is that she really just stands on her own. Like she, I wouldn't even say that her game is patterned after any of like those who have sat on the throne of NBA greatness. Like she's just, we, we were talking about before we started recording 20 or 30 years down the road, the WNBA is going to continue to evolve and it's going to have this rich like history. Right now we're in year 25. When, when we're in year 50, Tarazi's still going to be. On at least the Mount Rushmore of of my favorite players, oh for sure, and, and legitimately one of the greatest to ever do it. And she's still going to be that. I mean, she <laughs> she's had her her share of injuries and struggles, but she's going to be at the helm of this Mercury team coming into the twenty twenty one season, just like she's been. Uh, she she's as bulletproof as they come in the league. I mean, she's uh, she's been around since two thousand four. She's a three time champion, two time Finals MVP. 2009 WNBA MVP, uh, nine-time All-Star, ten-time All-First Team. Uh, she was named to the WNBA's top 15 players of all time in 2011, 10 years ago. <laughs> so she's won a championship in a lot more games since then and taken, as Kyle mentioned, she's taken the all-time scoring champion crown. Um, so she's a, she's a legend. That's all there is to it. Um, I'm very excited to get to watch Tarazi play every chance we get. Like you just get to savor it. It's very fun. Anytime you're talking about being a fan of the Mercury, she's kind of the one A of like, well, that's kind of why it's fun right now. She's the face of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in many ways, the face of the league, even though she's, she was the face of the league 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, in, in a lot of the same ways that Sue Bird kind of holds, holds that esteem. I think she does as well. So I'll, I'll kind of open it up to you guys. I want to go to Jason first for this one. Um, I, I'm going to do this out of order uh, compared to what I normally do, but in terms of why someone should be a fan of the Mercury this season, um, kind of as a segue into that discussion, Jason, what what is in for the X Factor and and new X Factor converts in 2021? Despite Kyle's optimism, I feel like 2021 is the first time I see a a roster from Phoenix that I think has the potential to take it all the way. Um, and so I know that's getting kind of floor and ceiling. So you're getting on, you're, you're getting behind a team that has the potential to, to potentially win it all, but you're also going to get to witness history because we've kind of alluded to this. 
20 years from now, people are going to talk about what it was like when Diana Taurasi played. Um, and I'm not saying she's quitting anytime soon, because if you say that, she comes to your house and haunts you. But <laughs> meet me, meet me in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but in all honesty, getting to watch the Diana Taurasi era is an honor and being able to, to be a fan of that and to, to be able to experience that now. Um, that's going to be something that as a W fan for the next decades to come, you're always going to remember watching her play. So, um, that's a big one for me. Um, and beyond that, the fact they're going to win a lot of games and that's just fun to watch. It's fun to be a fan of a team that wins a lot of games. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, <laughs> she's, she's a lock for like at least a dozen technicals every year. Oh yeah. So she's, she's not the type of legend who's like resting on her laurels and riding out or, you know, into the sunset because she's had good years behind her. Like she's absolutely still competing and trying to win championships every night she's out there. Um, and, and that's something I enjoy. Sometimes you hear like, oh, they're a legend, but then you watch them play and they're just not that exciting mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. And that's not the case here. So Kyle, I cut you off. I want, I want to hear what you had to say. No, I think, I think that's, yeah, exactly what, what Jason was saying is, is spot on. I think this is a team that has a chance at the championship. Um, hasn't won a title in several years. It's been a little while since we've seen a Mercury title. Um, has one of the best fan bases, uh, Ever since the beginning of this league, like hands down, the X factor brings it. We've been in attendance at games. It's an absolutely rabid fan base that, um, that is a lot of fun. I think it's a, it's, it's one of my favorite fan bases that we get to interact with as, as uh, hosts of this show. Um, they do it really well. And honestly, um, this is uh, a team that I can without a doubt say, um, their ownership and their organization treats them on the same level um, as the men's team, the the yes. Phoenix Suns, and I think that bode that boded very well for me. Um, and that was a huge, huge um, impression that I got from this uh, from this organization. So it's an organization that I respect a lot, and so I think for those reasons. Um, it's a great team to, to hop on and be a part of reasons not to be a fan of the Mercury is because, um, the planet Mercury, the actual planet <laughs> itself is horrible. It's the worst planet and it's not even the hottest planet, even wow. though it's the closest to the sun. So other than that, other than that, oh, you should geez. be, you should be a Merc fan. The planet take from the top rope <laughs> did not see that coming on today's episode. Um, yeah, Robert Robert Sarver, who owns both the Suns and the Mercury, uh, has made it very clear from the top on down that they are to be treated um, both with the same esteem and respect. And that definitely shows when you tour the facility, when you watch their games, when you enjoy their fans. Um, that's 100% true. So I, I enjoy the Mercury a lot. Mercury, I, I would add to this discussion that they also have like some miniature rivalries with like a couple different teams in the league. So if you're getting into the league and you want to be a fan of Tarazi and Griner and, and Key and Nurse and be a part of the X Factor, you also get kind of, you get the right to have a, at least a, a friendly rivalry with the Seattle Storm. Um, I don't think it's actually like a, like a blood rivalry. Um, but certainly those teams love to play each other and we circle those games on the calendar every year. Um, and then I, I think they also just have like some, some beef with a couple other teams in the league. Um, and it c- probably just comes from Griner and, and Tarazi are alpha dogs. Uh, and, and any other team that thinks that they're, they're alphas, they, they want to put them in their place. 
So just depends on whoever thinks they're good in any given year. The, the Mercury are always kind of a good wild card to see if they could put them in their place. Just your comment there totally added one more thing to why you'd want to be a fan of Phoenix. Uh, between Phoenix and Seattle, I, I think that's the best Twitter slash social media presence in the league. And so like their Twitter follow is money. So it's, it's, if you, if you enjoy that aspect of sports being, um, on Twitter, watching teams go back and forth, like it's some of the best in the league. So that's true. There is a legitimate difference between those two teams and the rest of the league. It's, it's why that we ended up visiting those two teams, uh, to get into the league in the first place, uh, because they were so responsive and fun and, uh, just on top of things. And, and they're pretty cutthroat. I mean, they, you can tell that they're buds. Yeah, uh, but they they want to get the best of each other all the time. It's it's kind of the best that a rivalry can be yeah. <laughs> in that sense. So um, we've kind of alluded to this already, but I'll throw this out there. We I I agree with you guys that they have a championship ceiling. Uh, I will probably like until Diana Tarazi is like <laughs> like out of the building and confirmed <laughs> no longer on the roster. She could be retired, and I would still be like, <laughs> you know, yeah. If she's an assistant and, and she's got. <laughs> shoes nearby that she can slip into. It's like, ah, maybe. Um, but I will say, I, I think this year, the ceiling for them is to, if they want to be a contender, it's going to be from kind of a wild card position. I don't think they're going to finish the regular season in the top three seeds. Um, so I do think that there's a cap on how well they're going to do against the best teams during the regular season. I think Chicago, Vegas, Seattle, those are still like, I, I don't think they're in the, the tier with that trio. But this is a team that's as battle-tested as any roster in the league. They know how to win in the playoffs. And if they get into the playoffs as the five or six seed, it doesn't really matter to them. They have, they have won plenty of single elimination games before. And they, I expect that they'll do it again. So any, any thoughts on that? Do you have uh, differing opinions on whether they can crack that top three that I mentioned? Um, for me, I think that, uh, if I were to put them at most likely, I put them at as a three or four seed. I feel really comfortable putting them there. I don't think they're a, necessarily a top two seed. I think they could be. They have the potential. Um, but I don't see them necessarily there as a favorite, but I do have them as a favorite of a three, four. I think they're getting a first round buy. Um, uh, yeah, I've got them, I've got them really the, there's only two teams that I have them that I have higher than them, like solidly. And we haven't previewed those teams yet. Um, so as far as their floor, barring any real major injuries, I don't see them dropping further than about fifth. I would really be surprised if they dropped to sixth. I think that they're very likely somewhere in that three to five range. Um, and I think it's more likely that they're in the three or four range and getting a first round buy. So that's, that's kind of where I see their floor and ceiling. It's not super, it's not a super wide range, but that's, that's really where I see them. I'm looking at, at, at kind of my personal rankings. And honestly, I'd put their ceiling and as far as regular season goes at four with the same take that you had, Logan, which is if you let them in to the, to the talk, they could take it all the way. So like, I, I think their ceiling is still championship potential. Uh, but I, I've got them at about four as their ceiling and maybe is about six as their base. So still kind of a narrow range there. Um, but I feel like my, my, I don't know what analytical part of me this is, but like kind of like my instinct, I feel like we're going to have the same conversation at the end of the year about this team as we did about Chicago, where it's like, 
man, that team was so stacked. And Chicago has like the last few years where it's like that team was so stacked. I can't believe they didn't take it all the way. And I, I, I think that's going to be the conversation we end up having. Um, I, I see them probably as a four or a five seed and I see them making it into the, the semifinals, if not the final, but just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put money on them to finish the, finish it out. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's pretty much it for the Phoenix Mercury guys. I was really looking forward to this episode because man, the freaking mighty Mercury, they're just always dude. <laughs> mighty <laughs> Mercury. So uh, good. Such a good call. And then what's the, my other one that I love that they do is shooting two, the, making two is it's uh, just such a good, it's, I love it. X factor. You rule. Your your fun fact, which X Factor fans will already have memorized, is Diana Taurasi is number one in career points leaders. Uh, but not just that. I mean, we all watched that happen. Like, we got bobbleheads from mm-hmm. the night where it happened. Uh, I don't know if you realize this, Kyle. She's 1,400 points ahead of Tina Thompson. Oh, uh, she's She is blasting that record into a space where it might stand for like 20 years. I think technically, (laughs) I think technically it happened just before we got there. It was like a game or two before we arrived, but yeah, we did get bobbleheads like signifying it. Yeah. Yeah. She's at 89,000 or sorry, 8,931 points, uh, which is like I said, 1400 points above the next best. And she just signed a two year extension. Um, so she's she's that's gonna just, top she's gonna top nine thousand. Yeah, um, that's insane. It, it might be like if you look down the list of active players. I mean, it's not even close. Like Sue Bird's been in the league just as long. She's down at six thousand. Uh, no, like no one's gonna catch her from from like the current class. Yeah, so. that doesn't surprise me. I've I've never seen anybody shoot the three pointer into the net so angrily. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. But like, usually like it's this beautiful, like you, you, you think of players that are great three point shooters, you know, you've got like, you know, uh, Kayla McBride and Allie Quigley and you've got, you know, uh, Shakina Strickland. They all have these beautiful, you know, shots where like, it's just, it just floats through the air and just glides through the net. But like, why is it that De- Diana Taurasi, it just, Nails every three pointer, but it's like she's just pissed at the ball. Like I don't. It's like a. It's, it's amazing. Like when a wasp flies like right by your ear, and you're like, oh god! Like <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Anyway, I'm done with yeah, my merc any, takes. Any any final merc takes before we move into show plugs and and kind of end of the show stuff? Take the fries logo off your jersey, or at least make it the same color as your logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get, we need a fries I, I adjustment. Love- I love the Phoenix Mercury look this year, but the fries is so prominent. That red you're, just you're right it, that. it ruins right the whole that. jersey. It's like a ketchup stain right in the middle of the jer- shirt. Oh, <laughs> ketchup stain! <laughs> a fries ketchup stain. I see what you did there. Oh man, we're gonna forward this to uh, to Tarazi's agent. <laughs> make sure that she she hears that specific part of the episode. <laughs> um, all right, guys, this was the Phoenix Mercury uh, team preview. We got we got through it. I feel like we covered everything we needed to cover. Uh, thanks to our Twitch stream watchers and listeners for being on with us live as we got through this. If you want to join us for our live recordings of these episodes, you can join our Twitch stream uh, and donate uh, in the form of a follow with your Amazon Prime membership. You can follow one Twitch account, and that helps us out uh, to get better equipment for our show and to be better at our jobs. So we really enjoy that and appreciate the people that have done that already. 
Uh, you can also leave a five-star review for us on anywhere where you listen to podcasts, and that helps us get discovered at this critical time of year. Uh, if you do that, we will read your five-star review on the air, and we will well up with tears uh, of gratitude because we really appreciate those as well. Those really do. Uh, <laughs> they, they mean the world to us. So um, any other plugs? Uh, Jason, I'll toss to you because you're in charge of our merch store, and I, I feel like you got some some stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we actually made a sale during the show. So shout out to whoever uh, was watching and, and bought some merch. Yeah, um, nice. But yeah, it, we've got some merch. You go to, uh, uh, links on our Twitter links in our Twitch profile and all that stuff. So you can, you can find that. Uh, I think we've got some good offerings. If you have any ideas of shirts you'd like to see or any types of things, I know in the past we've had people request stickers and keychains and different stuff. So uh, whatever you guys want, we try to keep it stocked there. So that's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate the support. The money, uh, goes to help with production of the show, goes to help with, uh, we have a, a fund where we buy people their first tickets to WNBA games, stuff like that. So, uh, we appreciate it and it helps out a lot with what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. I saw some of those stickers in the wild this week. Yeah. El Rosenberg we, we, we hit us up with some photos. Sticker. Yeah. Nice. So, of course, we appreciate those. And, and uh, Kyle, anything you want to add? Let people know where they can find us on Twitter and such. Uh, yeah, best place to hit us up is on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. That's where we interact the most. Uh, one of the four of us will be on there um, uh, most of the time within just a couple minutes, being able to respond and, and do different things. So if you've got any uh, messages, we just recently got a couple DMs. Uh, just you know, just saying thank you. Um, shout out to those individuals. You know who you are. That just. Just literally sending us a DM and with some kind words, it, it really means a lot. So thank you. Um, hit us up there if you've got any takes on. If you think that we are absolutely wrong on any aspect of the Phoenix Mercury, give us your takes, X Factor. Let's hear it. Come on. Come at us. Let's do it. Well, that's all we've got. That's uh, that's it for the Mercury episode. We've got, man, Skydig, Griner, Drazi. They're going to have a good freaking season. Um, Jason's actually on today, so when I, I, I the last couple of days I've been like, this is where Jason's gonna hit the outro music, and I'll just like, I just like have counted on him to do that. Um, but now <laughs> he's actually on, so he knows that I'm doing that. It's a good thing he actually does it because it'd be awkward <laughs> yeah. if he didn't. <laughs> Logan looked like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I, I was waiting. I was like, one of them, he's not gonna do it. But we're gonna have some funky music play us out here. Uh, we're gonna, you know. We're going to jump on board the Sophie Cunningham train with uh, with our Twitch followers because they're big fans of her. And we're going to enjoy the season from the Mercury. Um, but un- until the season starts, I am Logan Jones. I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Jason Snow. And we got you next time.